In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a fateful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! Good shot, John. That was, again, right on target. Our new stealth technology and our new missile system, Stan, are just putting the Beagle down again, again, and again. I'm John Kurlinski. Space Age technology, huh? I'm Stan Hudson. I'd like to welcome you to another fun-filled episode of Sink the Beagle, where we take a very light-hearted, a very light-hearted and light-headed look at the serious <laughs> evolution creation issues before us, where we came from, where we're going, where you're going. And what you're spending your money on these days. Hey, ah, we found a dollars. new organization, Stan. Yes. It is the National Association for Sincere Atheists. Uh, National Association? N-A-N-A-S-A? Yeah! Hey! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You discovered it. That, you know, and really, there go our billions of dollars in the space program. And uh, what are they doing with our dollars lately? Well, what we wanted to find a little first is NASA's got some wonderful scientists. I'm sure that are of a more theistic bent in times, but a lot sure. of most of them or the organization seems to be bent on proving atheistic or at least evolutionary scenarios. Yes, especially in biology. If and in, you can basically trace it back, you know, to mm-hmm. the since the 60s and 70s, it began a large quest, mm-hmm. billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. to try to prove if there is life on Mars. Mars, and you know, when you think about it, that great classic movie, War of the Worlds. The Martians. The Martians are coming. And, you know, it, it, forever, I think, uh, you know, from the 1870s when an Italian scientist thought that he saw canals on the surface of Mars and, you know, these green areas that seemed to indicate maybe there was agriculture. Polar ice caps Polar on ice both caps, ends, you know, potential of water. Uh, you know, from whatever studies they could do of Mars, it seemed like it wasn't so far away from us, so far away from the sun that maybe conditions would would support life so anytime any extraterrestrial being kind of came up in one's imagination it, it tended to be a martian it tended to be a martian little green creatures running around and actually <laughs> uh, saucers. well let's just trace a little bit of the history of this stand uh, besides mm-hmm. just irregular ice caps the temperature seemed to be not as extreme on mars in some respects right. as it is on earth when you go to the coldest cold on earth and the hottest hot mm-hmm. where you you find microorganisms in boiling hot springs, and you find uh, microscopic life thirty thousand feet deep in the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, under such adverse conditions, scientists were almost guaranteed from their mind to find sure. the conditions for a slam dunk on finding life on Mars, or at least a planet that's favorable to it. You know, in many ways. Right. Uh, well, you know, when you take any clump of dirt anywhere on this planet, and I mean Antarctica, anywhere, you will find. Life Life in it. You'll find microbes and plenty of them. So the thought would be if, you know, even the most inhospitable place on the earth has life, all you need to do is get yourself a good shovel, dig up some dirt on Mars, and surely yeah. there would be something there. They tested this stuff. They've put it through multiple tests through the 70s and the, in the Voyager series the, the and Voyager others. Series, and you know what? Mm-hmm. They didn't find anything. 
They dug up some soil with those rovers, those little robots they had there, and burned them to look for carbon-based molecules, and they came up with a big zero. No and carbon. That, and it shocked it was, them, actually, kind it, of. It actually, actually shocked them. In fact, they did a little bit more research on it. and There's a quote by a Gerald Soffin of NASA's mm-hmm. Langley uh, Research Center was quoted saying after all these experiments, and he says, you know, I may have been prepared for the lack of life on Mars, but mm-hmm. never occurred to me that there would be no organic chemistry as well. Mm-hmm. They're hoping for at least the subsoils that would be needed to maybe yeah. spark life. Yeah, the preconditional kinds of no things. No microorganisms, no nothing on that planet. And it was, you know, and he, and he said, and, and finally, it's highly unlikely there is any life at all on Mars. And mm-hmm. that was after all the uh, Voyager meetings. And so... Yeah, and these were believers. These were born-again evolutionist believers that really yeah. thought... Sincere oh, atheists. All you National had to, Association Sincere Atheist Founder. <laughs> no, he's not. All you had to do in their thinking, in their worldview or their view of the cosmos was you have the right conditions. You have the right chemicals. You have the right dirt. You have everything there, you know, temperatures and everything. It's got to be there. It, life generates itself. It just simply happens. happens. And part of the problem is when you actually trace evolution back, and the reason why, one of the reasons why they're going to Mars Mm -hmm. is, Stan, they really are finding their science is saying, you know, life probably could not have ever started on Earth from what they can tell of what what they would describe as Earth's primitive uh, surfaces and existences. Right. There's not right. the right thing, so life had to be transplanted here by the dirty snowball kind of the deal. dirty, unprotected snowball. Yes. yes. <laughs> and life came, you know, and how in the world did life start somewhere else? I mean, it would have to be someplace where it was longer than 4.3 billion years. But you know what? Striking out that first time for the, the billion dollars they spent didn't discourage the National Association of (laughs) Sincere sincere Atheists. They actually breathe life into their organization again and why we're spending millions again more on these Mars missions Mm -hmm. occurred not too long ago. What happened there, Well, in 1984, they found a rock. Oh, great. (laughs) Uh, A rock sitting on some snow. Actually, a softball-sized rock found in 1984 on the top of ice in Antarctica. And they looked at this thing, and by 1996, and I'm not sure why it took quite so long, but they suddenly felt that they had some evidence here for life from Mars. Now, wait a minute, Stan. Life from Mars from a rock on Antarctica. Okay, Okay, now wait, we've got to back up here and show the stretch of imagination that takes. Okay. How in the world do you get a rock on Antarctica from the to have come across this part of the solar system and kablooey there on Antarctica from Mars, and you know what? There's no consensus how you can get such a lucky hit. It's, it's like it's like it's like when uh, they, they were they were thrown a curve or a beanball or something by the. They assumed it was from Mars. They yes. had no confirmation of them, and there still is debate, and there is no confirmation whatsoever well, they, where the rock came from. Well, they propose first of all that an asteroid impact could have blasted boulders. Uh, maybe 10 or 15 yards in diameter off the planet into space, even though uh, you've got to get up to three miles per second in a velocity to That's get quite to a escape. Smack. <laughs> yeah, three miles per second. Whoa. Yeehaw. That's really putting the pedal to the metal. But uh, anyway, they saw the composition of the rock as, as being potentially helpful in understanding life. It, had, it was basalt, and it, had, it resembled certain earth rocks, uh, but the oxygen isotope was very different. The 
composition of the oxygen isotopes. And, you know, we could get into some details, but just suffice it to say, it was kind of like some rocks on Earth that did have life in it and kind of like rocks from outer space that we knew about. So it was from outer space, maybe Mars, and uh, and here it was. And that reawakened all the hopes and dreams of the NASA Association of of, of sincere atheists. And now we've been sending more uh, opportunity and spirit were recently sent. And we've uh, uh, have chronicled those in the past a little bit here on Sink the Beagle mm-hmm. of just uh, our attempts to want these people to want to find life outside this earth. To yeah. to fulfill their philosophical yeah. bias, yes. and so they're, they're life spending life starts by itself. Life starts God. by itself, and that and they want to spend your tax dollars to help their philosophy. Yeah, and actually, if you think about it, John, uh, they've done us a great service. Government sponsored religion stand. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, we won't go there today. Well, <laughs> yeah, we have other sink the beagles to do on that. Okay, but uh, <laughs> you know, they've done us a great service because actually they have shown. Uh, the the really unique qualities are required to have life, and that the Earth is such a unique place. Mars has all the chemicals, pretty much, more or less, but they do not have the 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 biological molecules forming by themselves. They and, don't have the precursors of life just suddenly popping up. There. And they say it's too cold there. <laughs> the recent well, studies are just saying maybe it's just too cold there. Well, but it's not quite so cold to be impossible to sustain life. For, so from, from what we find really, on Earth. It's a really good example of there. it's all there, but it's not. It's not there. Wish- just wishful. You know, mm-hmm. you think about it, now there's some new articles just on this this month of recording here that are talking about there is some life on Mars, Stan. They have found some They bacteria. found life on Mars? Are you kidding me? Yes, but they think it came from yes, Earth. <laughs> it, was, it was actually life coming... <laughs> Not so. What's happening is, I see it. If you go back to the War of the Worlds movies, where the Martians, what finally kills the invasion of these of the War of the Worlds Martians is microbes and oh, biology. Exactly. I think we just set a preemptive strike up there. <laughs> that was my theory. That's exactly we right. We preemptive striked Mars, not with a nuke, but with our molecules, just to Send kill the Martians out before they come and get us. <laughs> and what you're talking about is they've discovered that in some of the rooms that they worked on the the Martian vehicles, they found. Microbes. They weren't supposed to be there, so they assumed that uh, some got on the onto on the, boy, the craft uh, uh, and landed the there. Spirit and, the thing. And, and that ought to take care. Of, that ought to inoculate any green men. Of course, you don't way. know those green men did take out the beagle, the the, the, the oh. European, the European rover, the European to, rover that supposedly was supposed to bounce to a safe landing. Actually, bounced, but it didn't. the Martians got back and whap. <laughs> the beagle they crashed. Got strike. You know? Actually, Stan, I think that was your shots that took that beagle down. <laughs> That beagle, we haven't heard a simple, we haven't even heard a whimper. Yeah, it's kind of like, all done, (laughs) sunk that beagle, no. That that probe was uh, did not give us any other insights on Mars and, other than landings can be rough. <laughs> That's and what and you know, really, all of this comes from very well-intended scientists. They're quite sure it's a good idea to spend billions of dollars to show that uh, the right conditions, if they're there, then life will just suddenly go kaboop. And there it is. Yeah, you kind of wish that these people who are so worried or trying to unlock the mysteries of the universe would spend a little more of their money and time, all that brain power, trying to help solve some of the suffering on Earth. That would be nice. And helping bring about better quality of life on Earth here. And, you know, and I'm not against uh, uh, research on other planets. I mean, I'm just as curious and dying to know, to be able to know what what makes uh, Mars tick and what's, what's there and so forth. But to spend all the research... 
money, all those precious dollars in just one area, really, and that is to try to disprove, frankly, uh, from my very biased and paranoid background, trying to disprove creationist view of how we got here and the and the origin being something by a divine hand. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just seems like that's money not that well spent. That seems like money well spent. You know, we have a torpedo text that we like to use that just illustrate what we feel is a mm-hmm. answer or a rebuttal or mm-hmm. at least a, a, a torpedo. A, a torpedo or at least a hook to hang faith on. And we have that, one out of the Gospel that, of John today. That's right. It'll either sink the HMS Beagle or bring down the bouncing Beagle on the surface <laughs> of Mars. Mars there anyway. And hopefully build your faith at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is from John 1 in the famous first chapter. Chapter John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And in case we don't have any idea as to who that is, in verse 14 it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. Yeah, so, so you have the Jesus life. is the source of life. He even said later on in John, when he's just about ready to bring Lazarus back to life, he said, I am life. Yeah. I am the life. So wherever Jesus is, that's where you really find life, folks. You can spend billions of dollars uh, trying to find probes that will get you to Mars, mm-hmm. or you can bend your knees and ask the life giver to give you new life. I mean, new, it just new life right now, life and life more abundant. He is the source of all life, biological life, spiritual, spiritual life. life, and that's what you can trust in. So we hope that you will probe the scriptures, <laughs> send your probes, your eyeballs Find into the life. scriptures, and and, and 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 look for God in the things He has made, and find the life that he has created it's all around you you don't have to go to space to find it mm-hmm. and you can tune in again and we'd be glad to have you listen to another sink, sink the, the beagle. beagle thanks for listening to sink the beagle we'd like to send you a special gift just for being with us today write to our email address beagle at lifetalk.net and ask for your free copy of dr dwight nelson's book called built to last a thoughtful look at creation and evolution Ask for Built to Last when you write to Beagle at lifetalk.net. And be sure to listen in next time to another episode of Sink the Beagle. So join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile. From seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.